Good evening, church. Welcome to tonight's life class. Um, we've been dealing on the topic of back to the basis. And Pastor Timmy and Minister Zubi has done, have done fantastic work in getting us to this point. I want to take this opportunity to really appreciate Pastor Timmy for doing this every Wednesday, every Sunday, coming to bring the Word of God to us. It has been amazing times having him speak to us, and I want to really, really appreciate him. And I want to thank him also for the opportunity and this privilege that's been given to me to share the Word of God with you. Um, I also want to thank all the leadership of the church for allowing me and giving me this opportunity to share the Word of God. I trust that God is going to bless every one of us with the Word, including me, because I'm looking forward to hearing what God is going to share with us today. So, we've been talking about back to basis. The first Sunday, Pastor Timmy talked about the amazing grace of God, contrasting law and the grace. Grace saves us and enables us to live for Christ. Where we are today, whatever we're able to accomplish today, whatever we're able to do today, is only by the grace of God. We are living just by grace. That was a wonderful message. And last Wednesday, Minister Zubi brought us the word with three parables. The, the stories, they were just phenomenal. Going back to the word of God. The word of God is the basis for our life. Um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Everything was created and made by the word of God. Those were fantastic. So today, the third installment of our Back to the Basics series, I'm going to be talking about building strong faith building strong faith. And I'm taking my text from two scriptures, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6a, and Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4b. Hebrews 11, 6a says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Habakkuk chapter 2, 4, chapter 2 verse 4b says, But the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you for the privilege you've given unto us this evening to study your word, to talk about faith. We pray that you will come and speak to us in the language that we understand. Minister to us, minister to the speaker, minister to the people that are hearing. We pray that our ears will be attentive to your word. We pray that you will minister your word in a way that it will transform our lives. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Right, so let's, let's, let's dive right in. So we're talking about faith. And faith is one of the commonest or the most common things in, 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 in our Christian journey. Faith. What is faith? The best definition of faith is found in, in, in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, if you look at that scripture, there are two definitions in one. The first one is the substance of things hoped for. The second one is the evidence of things not seen. The first one talks about something that you hope for. When you're hoping for something, when you are looking forward to something happening in your life, it is all in your imagination. You are hoping that it's going to happen. 
But when you talk about substance, substance talks about something tangible, something that you can actually hold onto, something that you can feel, something that you can physically touch, something that is already there. In the same way, it says that it is the evidence of things not seen. When something is not seen, it's not seen, right? You can't see it. But when you talk about evidence, it means that you can touch it, you have it, it's real, everybody can see it. Hope is abstract. Hope is in the imagination. Hope is a desired outcome. But the Bible says that it is the, the substance of hope is faith. That means that faith is not abstract. Faith is something that you can touch. Something that it is that something that is very tangible. The evidence of things that are not seen. Hallelujah. So that is what faith is. Faith takes what is in the realm of your imagination and brings it down into something that you can feel, into something that you can touch, into something that you can actually experience. Faith takes you beyond just thoughts and hope. It brings life the things that are not seen. It brings to life things that are not easily experienced. Why is this important? The Bible tells us that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That means if you are a Christian, if you're living the Christian life, you can't really live that life if you don't have faith. It is just impossible to please God. If you want to please God, if you want to bring him pleasure, if you want to do things that, that he is happy with, you must, must work by faith. Without faith, it is just impossible to please him. The Bible also tells us in, our script, in the scripture that we read that the just shall live by his faith. If you're a righteous person, if you're a righteous man, the only way to live, the only way to survive is by faith. There's no shortcut around it. There's no other way. Without faith, you just cannot live your Christian faith. Without faith, you, 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 you can't be a Christian without faith. Amen? So, without faith, there will be no difference between you and an unbeliever. Because you're just living the same way that every other person lives. Without faith, you will live ordinary. Without faith, you will live mediocre life. Without faith, the devil will, be, will imprison you. In, you, will not able, you will not be able to achieve the things that God has called you to achieve. Without faith, you cannot stand out. But faith stands you out. Faith, faith sets you aside. Faith leaves you, makes you live outside your comfort zone. It makes you live on the edge. The Bible says that greater works shall you do. But you can't do greater works without faith. It takes faith to live extraordinary life. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b, it said that, but, but the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do great exploits. When you talk about exploit, exploit means extraordinary things, greater things. And this, this passage says that you will do great exploits. When you bring greatness and exploit together, it means even more extraordinary. It means greater things. But you can't do that without faith. We are called to live the extraordinary life. We are called to live beyond the norms of the world. We are, called, we are called to live beyond the mundane. We are called to live greater life. But we can't do that without faith. 
Now, there are examples in the scripture where we have the heroes of faith, people that achieved great things for God through faith. And we see those in, in Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 30. The Bible says that by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they encycled for seven days. By faith, the, har- the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when he had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For time will forbid me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked, mir- worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women received their death, dead back to life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. These are the things that were achieved by faith, by the heroes of faith. By the heroes of faith. So if we look at all this, we see that if you are really going to live the Christian life, you must walk by faith. It is important. It is critical. You can't do without it. So the topic that we're looking at today is building a strong faith. Not just building faith or building a small faith or a weak faith, but building a strong faith. If you're going to build faith, if we can't live without faith, if faith is important, if we must build, then we, we might as well build a strong one. We, must, we might as well build a strong one. And to do that, there are different things that we have to do. Imagine if you have all the resources at your disposal to build something or to build a house. Are you going to just build a small room that only you can occupy? Or are you going to build a mansion that you'll be able to receive people and have fellowship with them? With faith, we have all the resources we need from God to to be able to build. It is therefore important that we build a strong one. So how do we build? To be able to explore how to build a strong faith, I'm going to be looking into a story of how Jesus healed the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, from verse 1 to 5. And it says, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no room to receive them not even near the door. There was no room, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not enter, when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus saw their faith and he said to him, Your sins are forgiven you. Now, from this passage, we're going to take a few steps to understand how to build a strong faith. And the first thing is hear the word of God. The Bible says that 
it was heard that Jesus was in the house. Now imagine, imagine these four friends of the paralytic. They heard that, was, that Jesus was around. They didn't just hear that he was there. They know of him. They know what he could do. They, know, they knew that Jesus was healing people. And they, know, they knew that it was possible for Jesus to heal this man. They heard about him. They know what God could do. So the first step to building a strong faith is hearing the word of God. Last week, Minister Zubi brought us a wonderful word about the word of God. And today, we are seeing that the word of God is the basics for building a strong faith. Building a strong faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means faith will not come until you begin to hear the word of God. The stronger your foundation, the stronger the building. And faith requires the foundation of the word of God. If you don't have the foundation of God's word, you are not going to be able to build a strong faith. It is important. The Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed, Psalms 11 verse 3, what can the righteous do? The more of the word of God you have in you, the stronger your faith. When you're full of the word of God, you become like sponge that when they squeeze it, what comes out is the word of God. What comes out is the word of God that you filled yourself in. For you to be able to build a strong faith, for you to be able to walk in faith, you need to come to a point where you filled yourself up so much with the word of God that no matter what is thrown at you, no matter what challenge you face, what comes out is the word of God. You will hear God speak to you in different ways. And when you hear him, it builds up faith in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When Peter saw Jesus coming, when Peter and the disciples were in the boat and they saw Jesus coming, they thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, don't be worried, it is me. Peter said, if it is you, bid me come. If it is you, bid me come. And when Jesus said, come, that was the word that Peter needed to be able to step out in faith and walk on water. Peter had to wait for Jesus to say, come. And when he received the word, he was then able to walk out in faith. So your first step, your first step to growing a strong faith, to building a strong faith, is hearing the word of God. And there are so many ways that you can hear the word of God. By reading your scriptures, by reading the Bible, listening to messages like this. Just allowing God to build up his word in your life. No matter what circumstance that you're going through, no matter what situation that you may be in, find the word of God as it applies to your situation. Know what God says concerning that situation that you are in and let him fill you up with his word. A time will come when you're so filled with the word of God that your, your thoughts, your imaginations, the things that you hope for are influenced or, or God are governed by the word of God. And when that happens, your hope, your expectations are aligned with the word of God. And then faith arises within you. Faith arises within you if you soak yourself so much in the word of God. The Bible tells us about the story of, of the man who came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3 and said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I am willing. 
be cleansed, immediately leprosy left him. The word of God came to him. As soon as he received the word, healing came upon him. The word of God is powerful to be able to transform your situation if you are going to believe. And that takes me to the next step, which is believing that word. It is one thing to hear the word of God. It is another thing to actually believe. The Bible says that all things are possible to him who believes. All things, not some things, all things are possible to him who believes. And we know the story in Mark chapter 9 from verse 21 to 24. So this, this man brought his son to Jesus, to, to the disciples of Jesus rather, and asked them to heal, heal his son. They tried whatever they can, they couldn't heal him. And Jesus came ar- around and Jesus was wondering what was going on. And the man came to Jesus and said, I brought my son to your disciples and asked them to heal him, but they couldn't. But the man said something. Even before that, Jesus asked him, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Now, Mark 9, 22. And often, he says, often he, he has thrown him. That means the, the, the situation had thrown the man into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This was the man speaking to Jesus. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, with, fear, with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, when I read this scripture, I was a bit puzzled, right? This man must have believed. There was a reason why he brought his son to the disciples. It's because he believed. He had heard of what Jesus could do. He had heard of what the disciples were doing with Jesus. That means he has heard. He's, he's fulfilled the, one, the step number one. The second step was to believe. He believed. That's why he took action. That's why he brought his son to them. But when they tried a few times and nothing happened, unbelief started to set in. Unbelief set in. They, he began to doubt. And then when Jesus now came on the scene, he, said, he then said, if you can, Jesus said to him, it's not about whether I can, it's whether can you believe. And he said, if, he then said, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe before I started coming. I believe by the time I got here. But because the disciples could not do it, I now have unbelief. When you believe God for something, according to his word, there will be contrary thoughts. Emotions will rise. There will be contrary opinions. You will face challenges. But what do you do when you face those challenges? Will you allow those challenges pull down your faith? You may have, too many, you may have had too many disappointments, but do you still believe? Do you still believe that you will get that job after so many interviews that you've gone for, but it hasn't happened? Do you still believe? Having been trying for a baby for so long and it seems like it's not coming, do you still believe? You may have had many miscarriages in the past, but do you still believe? You may have had so many setbacks in the past, do you still believe? Where is your faith? Are you going to allow contrary emotions and thoughts 
to take you away from the things that God has promised you. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, it says, Casting down arguments and thoughts and every high thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We need to capture every thought, everything that tries to distract us from believing God. We need to capture them and make them captive to the word of God. The word that God has given you, that which he has said he will do in your life. He is faithful to make it happen. But don't let your faith waver. Stand firm in faith. That is step number two. And then the step number three is found in that same scripture, Mark chapter 2 from verse 5. The Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, I thought faith was something that you couldn't see. What did Jesus see that made him say, when Jesus saw their faith, did they, tell him, did they tell him anything? No. But he saw their action. He saw them take some bold steps. And he said, when he saw their faith, he said, your sins are forgiven. What are you giving Christ or God to see for him to know that you believe? What can God see in your life that will make him believe or make him know that you actually believe? What actions are you taking towards the word that he has given you? So you've heard that Jesus can do miracles. You've heard that Jesus is in town. You've heard that Jesus is doing great things. You believe, yes, you believe, but what can people see to show that you have faith? The Bible says that faith without works is dead. He, James chapter 2 from verse 18, it says, But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without work, or faith without works, is dead also. So if you tell me that you have faith and I'm not seeing any corresponding action, if you tell me that you believe God, I'm not seeing any corresponding action to show that you have faith. I can't see your faith. God is not going to see your faith. Your faith is shown by your action. Faith is the action you take in, the re in response to the word of God. It's not just about believing. It's about taking action. The Bible tells us that even the devil believes and he trembles. So the action that the devil takes when he believes is a tremble. So you as a believer, what action are you taking when you believe the word of God? So if you believe that you're going to get that job, do you sit at home and hope that that job is going to come to you? Or are you going to do everything within your reach to equip yourself for that job? Are you going to go for the interview? Are you going to apply for those roles? If you believe that God is going to give you a, 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 multinational, a, a multinational company, what are you doing to put that company together? If you believe that you're going to be earning six figures in a few, year, in a few months or years, what steps are you taking to be able to get there? These guys, they heard that Jesus was around. They went and carried their friend, took him to where Jesus was. They took steps. And when they faced obstacles, they did not turn back. 
They did not turn back. They went ahead to tear the roof. They gave it their all. They pulled out all the stops. They took action to be able to get there. Remember, faith is the evidence. Faith is the substance. I may not see what you are hoping for. People may not see what you are imagining. People may not see the unseen. But the word of God is what reveals those things to you. So even though the Bible says in Hebrews, 1 verse, Hebrews 11 verse 1 that faith is the evidence of things not seen. However, you may already have seen it through the word of God. God has revealed certain things to you. God has given you visions. God has given you revelations of things that he's, he's trying to do. But they are all in the heavenly realms. They are all unseen. Nobody can say it. Faith is what brings it from those realms into the physical so that it can be seen. And the only way to do that is to take action based on the word of God to you. Take action. A lot of people don't take action because they don't see the full picture. And God doesn't usually show you the full picture. He said to Abraham, leave your father's house. I will take you to a place or go to the nation that I will show you. Abraham packed his bag and started moving. He didn't know where he was going. But sometimes we sit at home waiting to see the full picture. We want to understand everything. We want to know how it goes from A to B to C to D before we actually set out. But God is saying, trust me, take the first step and I will show you the next thing that you're going to do. Take the next step and I will show you what you're going to do. And then the same story of Abraham and his son. The Bible said that God told him, take your son, your only son Isaac, go and sacrifice him. Offer him as an offering to me. And Abraham knew he believed that God is able to bring his son back to him. But he still took the first step. He didn't know when. He didn't know whether he was going to eventually kill the child and God is going to bring him back to life. But he took the step. He carried the child, carried everything that, he, that they needed. They went to the, to the mountain to sacrifice him. He was following every step, every word that God has given him. So with faith, there will be uncertainty. There will, think, there will be things that you don't understand. You will not know how to go from A to B or A to Z. But if you keep on trusting God every step of the way, he will show you the way. And I dare say to you that if you can figure it all out, then you don't need faith. If you know how you're going to do it, then there's no trusting God in the process. Faith thrives in uncertainty where you can trust God fully even when the steps don't make sense. A lot of the things that you will hear from God in the first step may not make sense. They may sound crazy. But when you start taking the steps, you may not even see the result, but just keep going. Don't let anything stop you. Faith does not have a formula, I'm sorry. People may preach and tell you all that if you do A, do B, do C, you will get your result. Faith does not have a formula. The way God heals, the way Jesus healed different people in the Bible is always different. To somebody, he may come and touch you and say, be healed, and you'll be healed. To another person, will say, just go home. Your faith has healed you. The person will go home and receive healing. If you're expecting to follow the same process that your friend or Pastor Temi or, or Pastor Chris or anybody else has followed, it may not work for you the same way. You just have to learn to hear God and follow him as a leading. Because like I said, if you can follow all the formula to be able to get to the end point, 
then there's no need for faith. There's no need to believe. There's no need to, to trust God. But in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of not, not knowing what the next step is, when you trust God, that is when God is able to see your faith. And believe you me, you will have obstacles. And how do you do with those obstacles? Imagine the four friends of this paralytic. Imagine if they, if they thought to themselves, the house is full. We are not going to go. We can't get there. Just like the, the, the ten spies. They said, we know that God has asked us to go into Canaan. We know that it is the promised land. But there are giants there. It's never going to be easy. They said there are giants there, therefore we can't go. In this, but these this four, four people, these four, four friends, they saw the, the, the challenges. They said, okay, let's, let's just try. They got there. They walked around looking for wet space, how to enter. They couldn't find a room. They couldn't find any gap to be able to enter. They could have turned back to say, well, we tried. We gave it a try. Now, imagine if they turned back at that point. They walked by faith. They heard God. They believed. They took some steps. They took action, right? But they didn't get to Jesus. Jesus would not have been able to say when Jesus... The Bible would not have been able to say when Jesus saw their faith. They had to get to the point where they met Jesus for him to be able to say... When, for the Bible to be able to say when Jesus saw their faith. Imagine how many Christians, how many of us have taken action halfway and turned back because of obstacles. Imagine how many opportunities that we've missed to be able to get to the next level because we faced obstacles. Imagine how many achievements or great exploits that you would have done if you continued to believe, to take action. And the Bible tells us the story about Elijah. Elijah said to I believe King Ahab, he said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Therefore, that means I've heard God say this thing to me. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Therefore, go for rain before the rain stops you. And the Bible said that Elijah still went and prayed for rain. He prayed the first time. He is seen it. God has revealed it to him in the spirit, still unseen. He has taken the action to confess it. He believed it. He confessed it. He prayed the first time, nothing happened. The second time, nothing happened. Fourth, uh, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, until the seventh time. That was when he saw something small. His servant saw something small. And that was when the rain started. What obstacles are stopping you from moving ahead? Before you give up, can I ask you a question? Have you taken off the roof? Have you tried lifting the roof up? You may not have passed the exam the first time. Try again. You may not have gotten the job the first time you applied. Try again. Don't give up. Don't take no for an answer. Many of us give up at the first sign of the obstacles. Don't give up. So that, is, that was my, my third point in this journey of faith. The first one was, hear God. Let him fill you up with his word. That means the things that you hope for are infused by the word of God. When, those things, when your, your life is infused by the word of God, the things, just by hoping for it, you start hearing God concerning that situation. And you believe him 
And when you take action, you will begin to see the results. However, in the journey of faith, it may not be all that straightforward. You are going to face challenges. You are going to, you are going to make mistakes. Sometimes you will get it wrong. So the last important step to building a strong faith is to depend on the grace of God. Because if you think you can do it by yourself, if you think that you can take the action by your own strength, you got it wrong. But when you depend on the grace, so on the, with the first of the series, Pastor Timmy talked about the grace of God, the amazing grace of God. That means you believe that even when I make mistake, even when I take the wrong turning in taking the step, God has got my back. He's going to pull me out. He's going to, he's going to restore me. Therefore, I'm not afraid to take the step. It may sound like a risk. People may think that I'm crazy. Even I may even think that I am praising myself for taking the actions I'm taking. But I believe God. And because I believe him, I believe him so much that even if I make mistakes, I know, I trust that he is going to pull me out. He is going to deliver me. That is one of the, that's the first thing that grace does for you. Grace protects you. Grace carries you through. The second thing that grace can do for you is that grace can make the difficult circumstances easy for you. All of a sudden, because you've taken action, you have favor. You have favor because you've taken action. God may point it in your heart to speak to, one, to somebody. You just take an action and go and speak to that person. And the person just opens doors for you that you never knew could be opened. But because you've taken action, God just opens that door for you. The third thing that grace can do for you is to empower you to pull through every situation, every obstacle that comes your way. You will face challenges. There, there, there will be things that will be happening. That God gave you a word doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. I'm sorry. He has given you the word. But to get there may be challenging. Ask the Israelites. God said, it's time to leave Egypt. Go to Canaan. But there are, there are giants there. The road from Egypt to Canaan is not a, straight, a straightforward journey. But God will give you the grace that whatever challenge comes, he will give you the empowerment, the enablement to be able to overcome. That is what grace gives you. Grace empowers you to do things that you could not do by your own strength. So don't worry about the what ifs. What if it doesn't happen? Don't worry about the oppositions. Just take the step, one step at a time. Trust him. Trust him. God is waiting for people that will believe him. God is waiting for people that will trust him for greater things. Remember that we are called to do great things for God. We are called to do great exploits. There are greater heights waiting for you when you step out in faith. There are greater heights waiting for you when you believe God for the, um, the, the unbelievables, when you believe God for the things that you can't imagine. The Bible says that he's able to do exceeding, abundantly far above all we could ever ask or think. If you can think it, if you can ask for it, he is able to do it. But are you going to believe? Are you going to think it? Are you going to let the word of God infuse your mind and your heart so that you can begin to dream big? 
in a way that God will, God will just step in and take your dream, bring it into reality, just by you following him. And we see these steps in different ways, in different other areas that God has used people to walk by faith. So if you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible said that in Mark chapter 5 from verse 25, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. Again, she's, she's seen different doctors. She's, she's gone through different challenges. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came from behind. Remember, she heard about Jesus. The same principle, the same step number one. She heard about Jesus. And then she came from behind. Even though the Bible did not say anything about believing, but he must have believed. she must have believed. The Bible said that she said to herself, if I may only touch his clothes, I will be made well. That's a belief. I believe that if I touch his, his clothes, I will, be made, I will be made well. He didn't stop at believing that he will, he will be, she will be, she didn't stop at believing that she will be made whole by touching Jesus. She took action. And remember, she was a woman with the issue of blood, meaning that she wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. She wasn't supposed to come out. She wasn't supposed to be in where the crowd was. But she did not let any of those obstacles stop her. She took the step. She overcame every challenge, every, all the challenges. She did not allow herself to be held back by what if it doesn't happen? Or what, what if they ask me to go back? Or what if I don't get it the first time? She kept going. And immediately she did that. The Bible said that the, the, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed. So those four steps were there. The first one she heard. Second one she believed. Third, she, she took action. And she allowed grace to carry her. Because she, she couldn't have gotten to Jesus if, there was, if grace did not make a way for her. She was able to get to Jesus. We also see the story of the blind Bartimaeus. Bible tells us in Mark chapter 10 from verse 46 that he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was around, was, was passing by. And he, he, he heard, sorry, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. People thought he was crazy. People will think that you're doing crazy stuff when you begin to believe God. But it's time for us to be audacious. It's time for us to take all the, pull out all the stops and take action in faith. Then Jesus stopped and called and said, call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. These are the same people that asked him to keep quiet. When, when you start working in faith, people will think that you're, do, you're doing something that nobody should be doing. But if you keep going and they start seeing the result, they are the same people that will come and cheer you up. So the, so the Bible says that he, he threw, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. He took action and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. He desired to see. He desired to, he desired to move to the next level. 
So if you can have that desire, if you can have the desire to move to the next level, Jesus is willing to do that for you. The Bible said in verse 52, Go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Jesus is calling us to step out. I just don't want this word to be one of the word of God, one of the messages that you will hear and you remain where you are. This is a challenge for us all to step out. Go for that interview. Apply for that job. Do whatever it takes. Don't give up. Don't take no for an answer. Go back again. You may have tried it before and it didn't work. Try again. If you feel discouraged, grace is there for you. Try again. Keep going. Attempt again. Pray again. Believe God again. Take action. That is the only way to live your Christian faith. Otherwise, we're just going to live as other people are living. Live ordinary life. Live the mundane life. But God is calling us to a step higher. The Bible says that the earnest expectations of the, of the world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of the righteous. The world is waiting for people that will walk with God and display to the world the faith that they have in God. And when they begin to see results in us, believers, the world is going to come to Christ. But we need to start living by faith. Start living by trusting God, no matter what the situation is. And we're not trusting in the situation. We're not trusting that, we're not trusting in the outcome. We are trusting in God. So even when the outcome is not what you expect, you still trust in God because God is the one that is going to make all things work together for your good. Praise God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We thank you for the privilege you've given us to, to share in your word. Thank you for this word of encouragement. I pray for everyone that may be going through one situation or the other that requires them to trust in you by faith. I pray that as they have heard this word, let faith arise in their heart. That we will be able to build strong faith that no matter what the situation may be, no matter what challenge you may, we may be going through, we will by faith believe you for great things to happen in our lives, audacious things to happen in our lives. And as we do that, we will be able to bring testimonies to the world. And when they see that which you are doing, they will come to know you as well. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Wow, what a phenomenal word from Minister God's will. Growing a strong faith. Growing strong faith. My goodness, really, really great teaching, line upon line. You've got to hear God's word. You've got to act upon God's word. Don't take for, no for an answer. Keep on pressing on and you will see the results in the mighty name of Jesus. Please help me appreciate him in this our month of going back to the basics. Hallelujah. It's been phenomenal so far. If you haven't yet put your faith in Christ Jesus, you are not yet born again, this is your opportunity to be saved, to come under the cover of God Almighty. So repeat these words of prayer 
after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the price that you paid. Thank you for giving your life for me. Today, I repent of my sin and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart and I've confessed with my mouth and therefore, right now, I am born again. Woo! If you prayed that prayer, guess what? Indeed, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We want to help you to grow in the Lord. So please get in touch with us on any of the details that are on the screen or direct message us on any of our social media platforms. And we'll get beside you to help you to grow in the Lord. We can't close out tonight's service without giving an opportunity for you to give to the work of the Lord. So the details for how you can give are being shown on the screen now. Choose the one that is most preferred by you and sow bountifully into the work of the Lord. The Lord will bless your giving. Jehovah Jireh will show up for you consistently in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, we're popping over to Clubhouse in a few moments time from 830 p.m. to have a 30-minute discussion around what we've learned tonight. It's going to be good. Come in with your question. Come in with your comments. Let's have a great time of interaction and God will bless you. Let's close the service with prayer. Father, thank you for tonight's service. Thank you for the seed of your word that's been sown. May it bring much fruit in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. So we share the grace in fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and God's mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you.